Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Ivers podcast. My name is Connor. I'm Omar. I'm Emma. And uh, yeah, we're joined by Emma again. Thanks Hello. very much for coming along. Glad to have you, Emma. Thank you. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. In fact, I believe these one of these was your requested issue, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, is it eight think, or is it I nine? Think... Oh. I can't remember because I, I oh. they're they're both relevant to my interests. Okay, so yeah, it could have it could have been, been nine, but so yeah, I like both of them. Yeah, for those, so we're we're cool. resuming our heroes for higher coverage, the nineteen ninety seven John Ostrander series, um, mm-hmm. and we're we're up to issues eight and nine, and boy, I was like half through through eight, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> This is horrible. Um, and then it got a lot better, so I was happy. Because I, mm-hmm. I was like, why did Emma suggest to be on for this? This is a mess. I hate it. Uh, and the the first issue is a mess. And I do hate the first half of this issue. Um, hate's a strong word, but mm-hmm. it applies. So, uh, yeah, Connor hates a lot of things. Yeah, I mean... So... <laughs> you know, I, I chilled out for a bit now... Now I'm back, hating. It, so. <laughs> Should be. But Should be. <laughs> what I don't hate is this cover for issue. I know. Uh, there's yeah. So obviously yeah, very intriguing. What really draws your eye, aside from the giant green woman on the right, um, is uh, Danny with a really cool pose above a brazier. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, the reminiscent of uh, Shao Lao's brazier. And it turns out it's kind of like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a really cool uh, shot. And you have yeah, everyone... Hmm? Yeah, it's it's one of those covers that... I mean, on, on the one hand, it, it, it kind of leans toward being a little busy and there are some, you know, floating head yeah. issues and things like that. But, but yeah, I think having Danny there right in the middle and then the um, the brazier and the, the kind of the smoke coming through anchors it a bit. Um, so, yeah, I really like this cover. Um, I think it's it's uh, a very eye-catching one. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got the Danny in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, so, which is always nice. Always cool. Yeah, these... This, I... I mentioned this before. Like, I got the trades for this. And, mm-hmm. like, it says Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Heroes for Hire. And that bugs me, because this... It really should be Iron <laughs> Fist, Luke Cage, and the Heroes for Hire. It's like a... Because he's yeah. much more... He's much more central throughout this whole run than Luke Cage has been. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. um, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I mean, the, that, the Master's hologram is so 90s. It's crazy. <laughs> like, and, uh, you know, I'm glad we have Namor and his Speedos. Um, that, I mean, that that's kind of like... I know that's Namor's design, but it looks pretty silly on the yeah. cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, front and center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Misty it's in the like back. you don't know what he's doing there. <laughs> Misty has no pupils. Yeah. And then we have <laughs> like a superhero, <laughs> Dane Whitman and uh, the Lady of the Lake, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this is Revelations Book One. So let me just get the credits here. Oh, they're doing that cute thing where they don't list the credits till the end. Oh, that's nice. No, it's there. Ah, there it is. Oh, it blended in. Okay, Uh, writer John Ostrander, penciler Pascal Ferry, inker Jaime Mendoza, letterer John Bancock, colorist Joe Rosas. Joe Rosas, the rest don't matter. Um, So, yeah, we started off and I was like, oh my god, kill me. Uh, We're back with (laughs) Fina and these Eternals, which I just, those two issues traumatized me. I hated them. Um, I hate the Eternals. I think they're dumb. I think they're stupid concepts. Uh, and I love Jack Kirby, but, you know, I think New Gods uh-huh. was the better. That is best work. Yeah, um, yeah, New Gods is much mm-hmm. better. 
So, you know, we start off and we're in the snow and, oh no, uh, the the jeans blasted dude or whatever who created White Tigers trashed this place and Thena's kids are supposed to be there, blah, blah, they get attacked, they get attacked. I don't care about any of this, so if you guys want to talk about it, go nuts, because I'm just going to skip it. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the fight was the fight was kind of cool. Um, or actually, no, I guess that's well, not even zapped. right now, that's later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll talk about it later. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about this, I think. It, yeah, it is just, it's not the most, com- of the five million plot arcs that we get in this issue, this is not the most interesting. Yeah. The, and that that's, this issue's a hot mess with the amount <laughs> of stuff they're just shoving in. Yeah. And yeah, it's like... Yeah. It's either trying to to set us up for a new new plot or uh, yeah. trying to continue a new one, uh, I mean, continue I an old doing. one. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're setting up all these angles, and to be fair, the mm-hmm. Luke Cage one and actually pays off, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so we have uh, Hogarth is retiring, but he's got She-Hulk to come in as a legal advisor wearing a ridiculous suit. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, yeah, wouldn't she... The... He's a legal counsel uh, wearing a skin-tight uh, superhero costume. It's <laughs> it's like a superhero lawyer costume. Like it's, yeah, it really it, is. It. It's, um, it's like, just wear a big suit. Like, you have tailors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, I don't mind her. I think the show looks awful, but I don't mind She-Hulk. Um, I like her a lot. I think she's cool. Yeah, yeah I like She-Hulk. She's cool. Um, I like her a lot uh, in Fantastic Four. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I got to know her better, and I just realized, you know, she's not just, uh, just, uh, you know, Bruce Banner's cousin. She's not just uh, a female She-Hulk. She's got her own character. So yeah, uh, I, I love seeing her here. And, yeah, and I love I yeah. love when she shows up in her capacity as a lawyer. Not she's not, and she mm-hmm. says this specifically, I'm not. I'm not here to, to as She-Hulk. I'm here as your legal counsel, um, which is always fun um, to see her in that capacity in particular. Yeah, but you know, um, I, it's it's good to see her as a lawyer because that shows how smart how smart smart she is. But you know, secretly, I'm still you know I, I'm I'm feeling because I haven't had read the whole thing, the whole series yet, so I'm, I'm reading through it. So. Uh, letting that one marinate, and uh, you know, uh, as we go through these uh, these next few episodes with Heroes for Hire, you know, I'm, I'm secretly hoping that she's going to be part of the team. Uh, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think it's I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that that you know, if if you have She-Hulk show up in a thing mm-hmm. in a legal capacity, she is going to eventually end up punching someone anyway. So. Um, yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one. So anytime somebody says they're just there to do one thing and you know that they're not going to fight, you know that you know that's a prelude to them, right. the writer setting that up for for him or her to uh, go beat up somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. right some yeah. Pretty poor exposition of oh, Danny quit. Like, just yeah. between issues, and all we get mm. is a three-panel flashback, which is terribly drawn. <laughs> and I don't even know what shirt he's wearing. <laughs> yeah, that is the, yeah. And there's a cat there. Kind of weird. I love the cat, yeah, the side-eye from the cat. And like this, <laughs> this, Very funny choice. Daddy did say, oh, we'll talk about you hiding Ant-Man from me, but, you know, we didn't have this or anything, so this is just, oh yeah, this happened. Yeah. I mean, I guess they couldn't cram one more thing into this issue, so they just had to do a quick flashback. So he's quit, and then Namor shows up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we, we go to Dane Whitman, and there's some, you know, the art's pretty nice, but my god, he's just whinging about uh, Crystal, because he's in love with her, but Cersei mm-hmm. made her fall in love with him, and the lady is like, no, you're a knight, dummy. Uh, your first duty's to me. <laughs> Uh, that's the whole thing about being a knight, and he's like, oh, but I'll find other ways, and then... She's still married. <laughs> yeah, she foretells, like, 
there'll be another woman in the future and all three of these women will cause you grief and I was just like, just kill him or kill me now because that's how interested I am. Uh, you know, I thought, Super corny, huh? I thought Black yeah. Knight was neat and now he can just die in a fire. Like, that's... that That's my interest for him right now. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it was just It'll like... We had two issues of this bullcrap and... Like, his plotline, I'm like, wait, this is, this is gonna be his plotline, it's just he's a lovesick idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, anyway, then we cut to Luke, and he is actually working for the Master, which I found surprising. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's still doing the double agent thing, but whatever. I think if he was genuinely working for him, it would make Luke a bit more interesting, so... Uh, yeah. I guess we'll see where that goes. But he fills yeah. the Master in on everything that happened in the last few issues, uh, I don't know how Luke could have filled him in on all that jumble. I'm impressed. <laughs> I wish he sent me notes for the podcast. So, yeah. Uh, we get this Julio Montoya. Oh, we get DW, which is nice. Yeah, this one, yeah. DW's been working out. Because yeah. I, I think everyone in this comic has been working out, actually. No one is not jacked. <laughs> yeah. Except for the secretary lady, I Except guess. Except for the kid. And Hogarth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Hogarth, yeah. And so there's been this sort of mysterious stranger, okay, the Punisher, he showed up amnesic. Uh I used to be into the Punisher heaps. He used to be one of my favourites. I've read mm-hmm. a lot of Punisher, so I've no idea what's going on here, but like the Punisher's one of those characters where I don't think you really need to be familiar with long-term arcs just to jump right back in with the character. Like, I haven't read him yeah. for years, and then coming mm-hmm. back here, I'm like, oh, it's Frank. Yeah. I know it's, you know, he, I think mm-hmm. that's a merit to the characters, like, his sort of simple history. Yeah, you you always generally kind of know what's going on with him. Yeah. Like, they tell me why I need to know here. He's amnesiac. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know his motivations. They don't change much. It's not like... Um, you know, Daredevil, if I jump into, like, a random era of Daredevil, I might just be like, what the hell is going on? Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in Daredevil. Oh. Yeah. New issues coming out, so uh, I'm sure Emma's really excited about that one. Daredevil ended with Mark Wade. There is no Daredevil after. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm excited about some some things about it I'm excited about. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of the current run, but, but we'll see. We'll see if that yeah. changes because it's a, it's a, they're, you know, it's a different story arc, slightly different direction. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the Punisher has been like solving crime and killing people in his amnesiac ways, you know, whatever. There's always an amnesia storyline somewhere, uh, but <laughs> the government, everybody, right? The government wants him, uh, but they're like this. The, the kids basically like, oh, these guys come in. They say they're marshals. I don't know if they're being straight. So Luke, can you look into it for me? And Luke's like, you got a dollar? And he, he's like, yeah, I have a dollar. He's like, you know, I'm hired because you know he's a hero for hire. So, I love that. Yeah, that, that's fun. There um, was yeah. Why is he so jacked? I mean, it's just the artist. I think he needs to draw everyone jacked generally. Like. If yeah. Their, if their uh, biceps are showing, they have to be huge. <laughs> like, if he's wearing a t-shirt, well, you're dope, just huge. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about DW. <laughs> yeah. Oh, DW, right, right yeah. in the background. Okay. Like, he just, did he put a gym in the theatre? Well, he's uh, quite a big guy, though, so... Also, there's dead maybe... in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was... Little cameo. Um, oh, it's well, oh, it's, it's not actually. It's that. it's yeah. his dad. Oh it's yeah, Jack, Jack Murdoch. Jack Murdoch. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that before. That was cool. He never dressed as a devil though, did he? No, he it's Batman, well, though. it's uh, there's a there's mixed continuity on there. There's kind of one writer who kind of implied that he, he had kind of a, a devil theme costume going for a while, um, but it's it's it's. It's just one writer, essentially, so there's kind of messy uh-huh. continuity there. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of cool. Yeah. 
But yeah, and I, D- DW's expression too in that game. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. This is DW's cartoon PCP it's era. Super happy. Um, yeah. So we get uh, Hammonds and Namora talking, and I think there's an in joke here that I don't get, uh, but I recognise they're both Golden Age legacy characters, which is cool. Yeah. Um, like so the, I, I, I looked up the the Minoxidil. It's it's just a it's a hair growth product. Hair growth. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's that's fun. It's nice to just see them kind of hanging out. Even if, uh-huh. um, I mean, nothing much actually happens in this scene, but it's it's always kind of cool, particularly with Namor, who who I think you often see a very serious side of him, and here we just see him kind of laughing yeah. and joking, and that's fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 and uh, you know, it's good to see you know somebody from the Invaders, uh, somebody from Hammond's past, uh, you know, just come over and uh, know that he's not just a uh, any guy in a suit that he used to be a superhero to. Yeah. And he's uh, hanging out with a superhero buddy from the past. And the fact that it's Namor is uh, actually really cool. And, and, uh, the, and he's calling him Firebug. And then I just realized, oh, yeah, that's what he used to call him. Yeah, oh, that's, so that's cool. Namor's yeah. lighter side, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Um, actually, then I guess we see that this is setting up um, a future issue of Marvel Team Up, um, and I think yeah, that's one of the other things about this issue is that not only is it all these different tiny snippets of plot arcs for this series, is that it's tying into all these different other issues that are going on at the same time, um, which is cool. Yeah. If you're reading all of those issues, it's it I, you know that's kind of neat to see those plot lines kind of carried over into this and tie together. But if you're not reading those issues, it's a little bit annoying. Annoying, yeah. Frustrating, irritating. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's. That's what is feeling right now. <laughs> this comic kept telling me to read stuff, and I was like, "Stop it!" Yeah, uh, you know, they're like, "Oh, all this, all these plot lines got wrapped up in other comics." And like, I get that that's part of the appeal, especially of Marvel in this, you know, in this era, is like that uh-huh. everything's connected, right? Like, yeah. not yes. not the Kevin Feige crap. I mean, in the you know, yeah, uh, onslaught has ramifications everywhere, and blah blah blah, and it's like, okay, so the heroes are back. We're told that. Okay, that yeah, you know, you couldn't mm-hmm. do that in this comic. Obviously, that's fine. And then it's like, oh yeah, the Thunderbolts were revealed as villains. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, from a story beat, it would have been nice to have that happen in the last issue instead of just a shameless Thunderbolts crossover with no long-lasting purpose, except for Ant Man's daughter, I guess. I mean, it was cool, but it's like it would be better if they found that out at the end of last issue because that's kind of where it was going, right? Danny's like, oh, there's. Yeah. More than this, than meets the eye. And it's like, oh, they're going to pick up on this later. Nope, it's just revealed in the Thunderbolts yeah. issue. Uh, and it keeps telling me to read Quicksilver. Stop it. Uh, I don't want to read Quicksilver, especially not for this Eternal stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm actually looking for those uh, Quicksilver issues where I just uh, appears. Uh, yeah. I still haven't found those. We have here uh, Danny and Misty back mm-hmm. together again. Yeah, now the issue uh, really starts. <laughs> yeah, here exactly. we go. Um, I love this. Um, so they're they're in this kind of temple-looking place um, in uh, New Jersey, possibly. It's across the Hudson uh-huh. um, from New York City. And I love this. Uh, some yuppies uh-huh. built this place as a Buddhist temple, and then they lost all their fortunes investing in comic books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah, I think this is a, a nod to those uh, the speculators back in the 90s that just destroyed the comic book industry. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. I think this is a, uh, you know, this is us seeing uh, writers uh, poke fun at uh, what's going on world so john strander is very 
very smart, you know, just being able to put all of these things together. I mean, you know, it's a mishmash of uh, um, storylines uh, from other comic books uh, coming together into just one issue. Uh, it's just that I'm amazed how he's updated with the uh, uh, with other comics. Yeah. And, uh, you know, having them here all together, uh, it, it's amazing. Um, it, it's it's a whole lot to take in, but it's it's uh, I find it uh, intriguing and uh, impressed. I'm impressed with him as well because not all writers are, are like that. Like um, no. they they know stuff. Ostrander is actually really very very uh, smart writer, and you can see that in his issues. You know, you don't necessarily like how he presents some of them, but you can tell that uh, uh, he's a very educated writer. Well, I mean, yeah, that is, that is, it is impressive how he's made sure to keep up with the continuity for everything. Um, uh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's just a little bit frustrating for people who aren't, like, if you're reading everything alongside this, this would be like the best thing ever, because everything's tying in, right? But if you're just reading this... Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a juggling act, I guess. Um, yeah, was, I think we're kind of biased against it. Reading, you know, uh, twenty years into the future, yeah. um, yeah. as opposed to having read it at the time. Um, yeah. I think this is something that works really well at, in the moment, but now it, it hasn't aged super well just conceptually, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Yeah, even this one. Even this one with Danny Misty, you know, that this even, you know, it's not even going to get uh, sorted out until much, much later. So is Danny yeah. keeping his? So they're Misty and Danny are both lying there with their uh, both of their bulging breasts, and there's like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and there's like wine chill, there's cheese and stuff. Uh, they're, not, they're barely dressed, and. Is that the is that the shower braze yet? That's just sitting there. Is he using that as like a fireplace for this romantic evening? Because <laughs> that's like yes, he like is. yes, he is. So I was yeah, that's weird. Um, I, I like. I think I do really like this panel um, art wise, and was something that I think is kind of cool about it is um, you could they've drawn Danny with scars, which I think is fun. At least I assume that's what they are on his shoulders, on his leg, um, which is just kind of a fun detail because obviously he he would have lots of scars from from fighting. Um, but I just think yeah, yeah. that's a kind of a neat detail to to have added in here, where particularly in an issue or, or in an art style where everyone is drawn kind of you know idealized and shiny and so on. It's neat to to, mm-hmm. to have that that there. Yeah, yeah. Very good observation. I didn't even notice that they were scars. So yeah, um, actually, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't notice the first first yeah. few times I read this, and then just looking now, I'm going, "Oh yeah, that's that's cool." Yeah, he's got a lot of scars. That's what we were talking about, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, he's so he's in a like he's claimed like a Buddhist temple. Um. But, like, some yuppies built this place as a Buddhist temple, and then they lost all their fortunes investing in comic books. Weird backstory. Uh, <laughs> but he was thinking of starting a school here, passing on what he learned in Kunlun. That's the backstory. Uh, then we get Danny's insane scheme, um, yeah. where he's like, he's like, let me tell you why I really joined Heroes for Hire. Or let me, like, let me tell you, I've been kind of lying to everyone. So mm-hmm. he, uh... Lights up his iron fist and he punches it into with a spackow in into the brazier and we have Kunlun like show up. Uh but yeah. it's not it's not like literally there. Uh or it, if it is it's like a wavy dimensional thing, because you can tell by the way it's the outline on the page. It's uh, it's the, the psychic essences. Yeah. Whatever that means. But it looks really cool. There's the Jade Tiger yeah. and stuff. Um so he's basically yeah, I love that. His his plan is basically like all the heroes were gone, 
And as far as Danny was concerned, humanity was screwed. Like, everyone would kill each other, and, like, all the Hichiras are gone, and stuff like that, so he thought, like, Kunlun could be a new Camelot. And he spoke, he spoke with the UT, and... Like, the UT and the... So, I don't know, it's weird. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure how it works exactly. Danny says his heart is linked... Uh, with the heart of Shower, the Undying, and in the year 2000, Kunlun will manifest where Danny is. Uh, Kunlun will then be linked with this dimension, which means that technology as they know it will cease to exist when Kunlun faces in, and Camelot was ruled by a monarch, as is Kunlun. UT and the Dragon Kings will install themselves as absolute monarchs on Earth, while the heroes... Uh, that Danny raises as their knights, and he wants to create like a round table of heroes to inspire people. And he used the for higher angle because more people would join up that way that he could sort of look at. Um, and yeah, Danny says basically the other option was humanity to destroy itself, but now he's like, whoops, the heroes are all back. I guess I didn't really yeah. need to do this. <laughs> so he's yeah, like. I guess, uh, I guess I'll get a force to counter Kunlun. And it's like, oh, okay, so you told UT... I mean, you're kind of the bad guy here. Like, yeah. you've told you've told UT and the Dragon Kings, oh, yeah, it's all good, and now you're just going to fight them when they show up? Um, yeah, this whole... This whole thing, it just seems like he's... He's not thought any of this through. Well, I guess he did, then the heroes came back. And the other thing is, like, okay, so Camelot was ruled by King Arthur... Who's you know a much better person than the UT? <laughs> like yeah, that's true. The UT is a, he's like the opposite of King Arthur. Um, he's a complete scumbag. Why? Why would like? Did I? Maybe I need to reread Iron Fist Wolverine: Return of Kunlun because Danny knows UT is a scumbag. Why would he give? Why would he give UT the planet Earth? It's gonna happen uh, after this one. Oh, yeah. is that after this? Is it? It's it yeah, is yeah. Cause it deals with it deals with Kunlun actually showing up. Um, but yeah, I think it. I because I, I, I that is yeah. There that relationship is is so kind of inconsistent. Um, yeah. Because yeah, in in that series, they do kind of have a, a bonding moment, um, and then it's and then and then it's kind of undone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. It really does seem like this is just was just kind of a, a, a desperation move, and and um, because he he you know he thought well, what else could we possibly do? Clearly, yeah. this is all we have, and then and now he just has to go kind of whoops. Um, what I'm what I'm really interested in is. Um, first of all, I find the idea of of Danny's heart being linked to Shallow's heart really kind of cool conceptually um and i'm really interested in this brazier that apparently was just in wendell's stuff yeah <laughs> which yeah. i mean that's a that that's a story in itself i, I want to know that story yeah, I mean, yeah how did that happen if he was dead when uh, daddy became anxious right so <laughs> when did that wendell. happen yeah, I'm just picturing him <laughs> lugging this giant brazier out of Kunlun when he left. <laughs> very strange. It's a very cool but piece cool. to all, but... <laughs> yeah, hard, no, it's really interesting. I, I wouldn't mind seeing this brazier brought back as a, as a concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is, is Return of Kunlun like a sequel to this, or...? Essentially, well, a sequel to this plot point, anyway. To this plot, yeah, to this plot. So who's who's it written by? I don't even remember. Oh, I. Uh, uh, yeah, let me check. Forgot who wrote it. Uh, James Felder. Is it James Felder? Right. I mean, I remember it being like okay. I remember the ending being kind of dumb, but like a didn't find it particularly horrendous or anything uh yeah yeah um so at that point danny he's like yeah i'll get the heroes for hire to be a force to counter them 
which is like, I mean, you could just tell the Avengers. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> but whatever, the Avengers oh, are busy. Sorry, and they it's also Jay Ferber. And Jay Ferber. Ferber? Yeah. Um, How do you pronounce his yeah. name? Yeah. Um, uh, James Felder. Yeah. Okay. So he, he joins up again, and then the government hires them to take in Frank Castle for them. And... Yeah, comes back to Heroes for Hire. Yeah. First assignment is to take down Frank Castle. And Danny says, yep, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I don't... I can't remember if Danny's actually had any run-ins with the Punisher before this. I don't think he has, right? Yes. Not that I, I think it's the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time. Or, uh, let me see. Uh, no, I don't think it was in the Defenders when Power Man and Iron Fist appeared there for a couple of issues. Yeah, I don't think Punisher was there. So, this might have been the first time that they, they um, crossed paths. And it's yeah, only I one can't... issue, which is the next issue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of any other times before this. Um, cool. Well, that's uh, it's thing. possible after this one they may, they have. Yeah. But this is the first time I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was this year. So the first half sucked. The second half had some interesting stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But, the, I mean, the daddy stuff was cool, but it was a bit weird given the UT. Maybe it'll go into it later. Um, but it was nice to see the Dragon Kings mentioned, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's always good to get get particularly Kunlun stuff in this. Um, yeah, and I mean, I guess this is a kind of the thing again where, for anyone who's not an Iron Fist reader, this isn't it. It, it, it doesn't even know. finish up in this series. You have to read. Oh, doesn't it? Wow. The Wolverine yeah. crossover. Is it because but... the series got cancelled or? I I don't think uh, so. It, it's... It's just, it just because the series goes on, you know, it's for quite a bit, at least. Yeah, um, it's like eighteen issues. Yeah, so. Yeah, they no, just dropped it. Just, yeah. Good work. <laughs> like, just randomly dropped that. Okay. Um. So. We. Come, oh yeah, it was funny actually that She-Hulk popped up because I went through the letters pages. For like. Oh. Uh, a lot of people like Iron Fist. Okay. It turns out, wow, what a shock. Mm-hmm. Happy to see him back, but anyway, so Sam was saying that they should bring in She-Hulk because they can't bring in Hulk because the Avengers. And uh, I think that was the feedback for that very issue, actually. So, but yeah, uh, so here's the higher nine. They've just found the Punisher. God help them. I hate this cover because it doesn't happen at all <laughs> in the book, and I think the idea I mean, of yeah. the Punisher being able to take out Power Man and Iron Fist is laughable. Yeah. And I'm saying this is someone who used to be a Punisher diehard. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, conceptually it doesn't make sense. But visually, I actually really like this cover. Um, I think it stands out a lot from the other covers. I like that it's primarily black and white, which which is the reason it, it, it stands out. Um, and I think, you know, they're featuring, because the Punisher is the big draw in this issue. Yeah. So feature- Ah, it's the Punisher, and and so they gotta like make it big. dramatic. Yeah, um, his in that fans way. are gonna come over and uh, buy the book. Yeah. yeah, I think Punisher fans would be a little bit disappointed. Yeah, probably. This issue, but yeah. like you know, was, uh, anyway, uh, we open up with Fina, oh yeah, and White Tiger and her kids, and yeah, there's the bit of the fight yeah. here. They break out and they, you know, whatever. I, I love, I love. I love the caption that says, we've really got to start simplifying these storylines. Oh, wait, where is that? It's the, the tiny caption box on the first, at the, of the, in the series, in the first page. Yeah, the last one. Ah, uh, yeah. The first, yeah. Yeah, please do. <laughs> right. Because they're like, oh, what happened? Oh, remember to read Quicksilver 1. No, I'm not reading it. <laughs> I don't care about Quicksilver. Like, he's... shut up. <laughs> like, is he writing Quicksilver as well? Oh, I'm not sure. Because if he yeah. was, that would make a lot of sense. Because he just keeps advertising it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't oh. be surprised. 
Yeah. Maybe this is just, you know, um, so we have the editor-in-chief is Bob Harris. Um, a lot of people don't like him and this third as the editor-in-chief, so it's possible that he's the one to, you know, let everybody know, hey, you know, you've got to get the... Uh, some stories in here from other comic books, from other titles, and you just let everybody cross over with everybody else. So maybe it was Bob Harris who set this up for John Astrander to write this way. Maybe. I just looked. He's not the writer on Quicksilver. Right. Okay. So maybe it's just Bob Harris. Well, I don't know, Daredevil from this era wasn't really like that. Um, this is like, well, isn't this like the Joe Kelly kind of era? Yeah, yeah, um, 90, late 90s. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, that had some guest stars, but it wasn't, it was not, nothing like this. Um, no, oh, like absolutely this. not, no. I mean, I mean, this is, you can't really compare because this is a team book, so you have all these yeah. different characters who have to be featured and who are bringing in their own stories. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, right. it is still a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after that opening with Fina and White Tiger breaking out from that guy, Tiger turns into a giant man-tiger, which is cool. But, uh, yeah, we go back to Tower. There's lots of cats. And uh, Danny and She-Hulk are talking to the government, and he's filling them in. They're like Frank Castle led a mission against like some guys trying to start a race war between humans and mutants. Uh, there was an explosion. He supposedly died, but he didn't. He has amnesia. He's living in this church, and they're sort of were tracking him down. Uh, they nearly got taken out because of a booby trap or something, so they're like, the government's hiring you guys instead of us, and we're cool with that. And, you know, they're like, well, everyone's busy. Uh, She-Hulk's she not helping because she signed on as legal. Uh, some And uh, he's complaining, Hammond's complaining about everyone being caught by the Avengers. I agree. I hate the Avengers. Um... <laughs> And, this, but that was a very good uh, uh, adventure series. It's uh, Kurt Busey and uh, George Perez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good mm-hmm. writer. Uh, so, and I do kind of like the the joke here of just just oh you're with the Avengers too, <laughs> you know, kind of that the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, emphasizing yeah. that heroes for hire is 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 not the priority team for all yeah. these people. Yeah, because Black Knight. Yeah. He went to join the Avengers after he got an urgent request. Scott Lang, yeah. same time with his daughter, and Luke Cage has not responded to any calls. We'll find that out later. Um, so then he's like, oh, I'll take this. I'll solo it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I can do the solo. <laughs> so we have Frank uh, sort of, you know, like uh, trying to remember stuff. He hears oh, and I, I do like... <laughs> I do like, um, there are some very funny captions in this, and I, I, mm. I, I tend to enjoy that sort of thing. I like this sidebar, isn't it amazing how many abandoned warehouses seem to yeah. be in Manhattan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it's nice always to get... abandoned warehouses, right? Yeah. It's nice to get some humor in the yeah. captions. Yeah, that's always nice. Um, but he just opens fire. And Luke is like, you know, I'm bulletproof, but they still hurt and they're annoying. And I love this. He lifts up Frank and he just tosses him into the wall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, you know, you shouldn't spin and shoot. I could have been a kid. And then Frank's like, well, your footsteps are too heavy. It's like, well, still. Yeah. like, <laughs> you know. Right, right. Could have been anyone. <laughs> yeah. So Luke's like, I got hired to help you for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And then Danny comes in. Yeah. And, uh, just, like, dodges all these bullets. Love this. Yeah. yeah. I love it when he dodges bullets. You know, it just shows you how, how much skill he has. Yeah. Yeah, this is a great yeah. entrance here from him. This, 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 
you know, every time you see Danny uh, doing his kung fu moves, especially trying to avoid the uh, bullet fire, that's hmm. that's just super cool always. Yeah, yeah. whether it's in Power Man, Iron Fist, or in the Iron Fist series, even here in Heroes for Hire. So every you know, at least um, the writers are consistent that he's able to do that. Yep. Yeah. And he kicks Frank in the head. And Frank recovers and uh, about to follow up, but uh, Daddy was under the assumption that Luke was there to catch him. I love this bottom panel. Um, Danny's just, he's kind of got this goofy grin on. He's just shrugging and he's like, oh, well, what? <laughs> now we just got to bring him in. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you already caught a castle. We'll just bring him in. And Danny's like, I've got hired to protect him. And so they start arguing about <laughs> Yeah, I love that they just start having this conversation and Frank's just standing there. (laughs) Yeah, they're like both fighting over the Punisher, which is a unique situation. Um, Oh, by the way, um, I like it when when, um, artists and colorists or artists, colorists, inkers and stuff, they color Danny's uh, outfit as green with lots of black in it as opposed to just mostly all green. Yeah. You know, I got used to the uh, Iron Fist run by Claremont and Byrne where uh, his costumes like uh, dark green with uh, yeah. lots of black in it. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's a, a visual that I didn't get much from Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah, and uh, it's great to see it here. Here's for her. Yeah, I, I really like that too. It's very striking. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, Daddy, Daddy comes up with a solution because Frank's like, you know, both of you go away. I'm doing one more mission, and like, I'm not being taken in prior to this mission. Danny's like, wait, will you surrender after you do the mission? And he's like, yeah, why not? <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> I like how Luke is like, you know, Carlsy is starting to tick me off, short temper. Yeah. Um, so Danny's like, we'll help Frank with his mission, and he'll turn himself in, and. And of course, he just wants to take out this crack house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love that um, that Frank says, "I work solo," and Luke says, "Okay, but if you go, Danny's just going to sneak after you and, and team up anyway." So yeah, <laughs> but I love I love that. I love I love the emphasis <laughs> yeah. that you can't stop Danny so, from doing this. Yeah, he'll just go. So go yeah. And he'll do his disappearing ninja smoke voodoo. Do yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's cool. So Danny's the, like, the, no killing. Right. <laughs> you know, he just swears. I love that. Yeah. And... Frank Castle, no killing. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, I love this, like... <laughs> not the Punisher. Luke knocks on the door and he's like, this the crack house? He's like, could be, because I'm coming in. Like, he's... <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That might be my favorite part of the issue. Oh, totally. It's hilarious. I was like, oh, we could have some (laughs) elaborate sequence, and it's like, no, Luke's just going to walk in, because he's bulletproof, so... Yeah. (laughs) So he walks in, and uh, the Punisher blows a hole in the back door to go through, and then Danny goes through the roof, and he's running late. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Punisher says a line, he better be prepared to kill, because they're prepared to kill him, which, like, doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) I don't know why... Yeah. But yeah, I so. love this panel. Um so Danny has he he um he breaks through the the ceiling. Yeah. And I love this bottom panel where it looks like he's he's yeah. hanging off the, the panel border. Yes. Which and it's, and it's a really oh, cool yeah. movie. And then yeah. he, he that that really kind of added that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I love this too. And we get very, very cool panel. All three of them doing their stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this really just felt like classic, just classic Power Man Iron Fist awesomeness. I, I love this. Daddy's like, I thought we agreed, no killing him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoops. But Daddy's kind of like nonplussed, he doesn't really chase it up. It's not like a yeah. Spider-Man or Daredevil punish a team up no. and like really antsy about it. Um, <laughs> so Yeah, he just kind of, oh, oh well, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> And the, then there. Frank uh, surrenders. Actually, my favorite part of the issue is coming up. 
But mm-hmm. Daddy's like, I understand the whole thing, like poisoning your body with drugs, and then Luke's <laughs> like, how it is on the streets, bro. I don't approve neither, but stupid people do stupid things, which is like, yeah. you know, stupid people do stupid things. That's that's my quote of the week. Um, right, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's good Luke Cage wisdom right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then uh, Hammond gets a call and he's like, that was the feds. Been some sort of accident with the Van Caren Castle. What a surprise. He's yes. escaped. Yeah. <laughs> and they want us to go back after him. What do I tell them? Been there, done that pass, say goodnight. And I, I like that. They're just like, nah, we did the yeah. job. You know? Yeah. And yeah, again, this really felt like a, a throwback to, to Power Man and Iron Fist. It, it really has yeah. that tone to it. it that, really okay. Did. We did we did the best we could. Now we're gonna go off and you know watch a movie together or whatever. It's it yeah it really has that feel to it, um, it? which is great. Yeah. It was a bit better than average. Old yeah. Man and Arthur's because you didn't have the Mountaineer or whatever as a villain. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like an established, uh, like B lister, you know. Yeah. Borderline A lister that they were teaming up with. Um, is there a team up I've seen before? I was I was like oh. You know, it's cool that we see Luke. Like, there's a lot of cool things about this issue. Like, when they're fighting, when they're arguing over the Punisher. Like, because the... Yeah, it was cool. Seeing the Punisher in this light as well, it's, like, not so serious. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. he's not so, like... It's not so... Part of my French wanky. Like, it's like, ooh, I'm the Punisher. You know, superheroes (laughs) are beneath me. Um... Which, you know, is a thing. It's kind of annoying. Um, somehow they didn't do it here. I guess because he's amnesic as well. And yeah, it was just cool. And that that uh-huh. last panel was golden. Uh, it was good to see. Because we haven't really seen just Luke and Danny team up and do something. And that's what this issue was. Right. Everyone else was yeah. away. In fact, yeah. might be my mm-hmm. favourite issue of the run. And that's probably because it was mostly just those two. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, uh, it really is a this, standout issue. Yeah. And then there's She-Hulk, which is their secretary, but she's just there, you know, she's not like, like she's a supporting cast member, but she's not on the mission. And, mm-hmm. you know, their boss is uh, the Human Torch. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I really like the, um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's why I picked it. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's very simple, straightforward, fun, action-packed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the art. Uh, in this issue, um, I think it's it's very solid here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it's, yeah. it's it's Power Man, Iron Fist, being Power Man, Iron Fist, doing doing a a, a fun team up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it felt like Heroes for Hire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back in the eighties, so. Or just in general. Time you you get to see that, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. like there's a lot of this run that yeah. hasn't felt like Heroes for Hire. It's felt like it's yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, it was the. Uh, it's trying to be the Avengers, even if it's not. So that's how it, you know, but felt. Like, Probably sorry? because you've got yeah. heroes who who have powers uh, that aren't, you know, you've got superheroes who aren't really um, street level heroes. They're, you know, they're. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, world-beating powers. They can um, destroy buildings and stuff. So well, it, it did, like, didn't feel like yours for a higher for for a while. I mean, I don't mind high scale, but like it should be built around the characters. You know, use mm-hmm. yeah, like, that's true. These guest things all like have a have an Iron Fist villain or a Black Knight villain or whatever. I know the Eternals is like tied into Black Knight. But I don't think that's strictly like his playground, um, as far as I know. It could be. Um, but yeah, yeah, in some ways, this this series feels like a place to tie together plot lines, as opposed to an actual um, mm. series with a cohesive yeah. through plot. Um, yeah. Which is, I mean, we've talked about that a bit, but that's yeah, that's one of the frustrating things about it um, is that it it really it it. I, I almost say that the, the, the series, I mean, it's it's a fun series, I like it, um, but it, it doesn't feel like it really stands out as its own thing. It's just kind of, well, we're going to bring in all these characters and all their baggage and all these other plot lines from other things, and, and we'll, uh, we're just kind of 
use this as a place to talk about all this other stuff as opposed to building what they have here with this team specifically exactly and if and this issue shows that like a hundred percent because it's the best issue and it's had the least amount of clutter you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's right Uh, i mean like the first yeah yeah yeah, go ahead go ahead Uh, i'm going to ask you a question in a while the first, the first two or three issues or whatever, they were fine, even though the UFOs suck. Sorry, Ray. Um, <laughs> like, they were fine okay. because they were setting up the team dynamics and stuff, you know, and then mm-hmm. it just sort of spiraled into that Eternal thing, and then we got the Thunderbolts, which I wasn't big on, because I didn't know what the hell was going on. But it, at least it wasn't a mess like Eternals. But now it's like, okay, we're going somewhere with these characters and where they've been set up and stuff, although there's still that other stuff going on. So, anyway, what were you going to ask? Oh, yeah. Um, so, I was just curious. Um, ever since Danny came back from the dead, right? Um, mm. He's been, um, he's been like, his, his personality has been like uh, when he came back from Kunlun, where he's super serious. And um, I think during parts of uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, um, after he teams up with Luke, he's uh, sort of lightened up a bit. Yeah. But he hasn't been um, like you know the the, the the funny Spider-Man type of character uh, until you know I think you know even even through Heroes for Hire, most of it he's still still super serious. But you see in this issue, in issue uh, nine, like he kind of is starting to lighten up. So I'm just wondering if this is the the series where he becomes a bit more goofy, and um, that uh, sort of spins off of the next you know um, few titles that he comes out in uh, is, is is Heroes for Hire the one that uh, sets that up where he becomes um, a bit more goofy. Um, this I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a mortal iron fist that really starts that, like that, or it takes us to the next uh, level. Oh, okay. Uh, that, I think it depends on what you mean by goofy. Like here, he's um, he's lighthearted, but he's not he's not being an idiot. Like he's not a clown. Like he's just yeah, yeah. He's just more relaxed, I guess, is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. More yeah. comfortable. It's whereas yeah, in a mortal iron fist, like he was he was a gag at a lot of points. Yeah. Um, and is it there where it starts? I think so. I mean, like, if we look at what what was before that was like Return of Kunlun, right? Wasn't that mm-hmm. the yeah. one thing we got before mm-hmm. it? So I think I think it really does start there, and I think it's Matt Fraction's influence because he's he's a humor guy. Ah, yeah. okay, okay, um, okay. You know, like with his Hawkeye as well, and when he wrote, he was the sole writer of Defenders, and Danny was a very humorous figure in that. So. Yeah, I feel like yeah, more Iron Fist started. I think what we do have here though is that I I do think there's a marked change of Danny before reuniting with Luke and after reuniting Mm -hmm. with Luke. So I think what we see here is at least he's he's he's. I mean, I wouldn't call it goofy, but he's smiling more and he. Mm -hmm. I think relaxed way of saying it that he's he's kind of feeling more oriented back in in the world and more comfortable. Um, and he yes. has people around him again who who he enjoys being with, and he's he's back with Misty, and um, he's mm, yeah. he's on the team again. And so I do think we get that that feeling of him being settling back in after after all the 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 weirdness and the unpleasantness that, yeah. that he's been through. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I, I would call this the, the series yeah. kind of the series that solidified that. Which is mm-hmm. which is nice. I like that. Yeah, because he's been super serious since he came back. I haven't I haven't yeah. read obviously the rest of this run, but this could also be the calm before the storm. Because mm-hmm. the way I'm I mean, it always it, is in, in in one way or another. Um, but yeah, that's that's true as well. Well, the way the way I'm reading it, somebody's never read this before, is that Wick is still reporting to the master, and that's going to come to a head at some point. So maybe. Maybe yeah. we're seeing Danny and Luke be friends before they have a falling out over Luke being a spy. And there's also the Danny Kunlun stuff, which apparently never picked up on. But hey, um, mm-hmm. says that too. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, and, like he was lighthearted in Power Man and Iron Fist as well. But like 
he was never the joke unless it was like character based humor with Luke. Like humor yeah. based yeah. on their yeah. different backgrounds. Like Danny, you're crazy dressed in those things and what not Luke yeah. as opposed to like Wahoo, I'm a I'm a Kung Fu clown. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I do Kung it's, Fu. It's, it's, Hiya. You know, I hate that page. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, Immortal Iron Fist, Goofy Danny is just—it's uh, just okay. I think uh, the others, other writers after that one, um, just took it to another level that uh, I didn't like anymore. You know, I mean, he's not—he's not Spider-Man. He's not Deadpool. So you know, writers should just stop uh, writing him like that. I think it's you know, I, I, there's a good balance, like uh, Ed Brisson. Mm-hmm. Ed Brisson's uh, Danny is uh, is just right. It went a bit far. And it's not in over the top. Places. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the Shang Chi crossover. Right. <laughs> okay. I, I I have a vivid memory of the Shang Chi crossover annoying me for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, because the 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 guy possessing everyone was like, "Don't you ever shut up!" And Danny just keeps talking, and it's like. It really felt like it was being Spider-Man, but... Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I remember yeah. All right. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it no, other than that, it was mm-hmm. fine. Um, I mean, he's a bit... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like... Yeah, I, I think... I think Carrie Andrews did pretty well, because he... Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I... Yeah, I, I like Serious Danny. I just... If there's humor, mm-hmm. I want it to be organic. Yeah, me too. Like, if, if the humor's organic, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. If it's forced, if you try yes. to make me laugh, then, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean he can be witty. Uh, just don't let him be um, goofy. Yeah, I guess that's that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think my yeah. personal feeling, because I do, I do enjoy some of the goofy stuff, and I like light, lighthearted comics in general. I think the important thing for Danny, for me, is that if you're going to have him goofy, you also need to balance it out with with emphasizing, you know, his skill and his power and how good he is. And um, yeah. I think there needs to be that balance. You know, give me some badass fights from him mm-hmm. in addition to yeah. uh, make him goofy, at least uh, play up the fact that he's also highly skilled and um, and serious when, when called for. Yeah. I think I'm a middle immortal line just gets a par a pass in that respect because like uh yeah. or from people I mean because like a a lot of the runs so good and he does yeah. do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um although yes. like it's it's given people the impression that Danny is like a light hearted character. Uh like I remember when Living Weapon came out, so many people were complaining, it's like, Oh, Iron Fist isn't dark, you know, he's not serious. <laughs> like he's Yeah, I remember that, that, yeah. Yeah, it's like well, that comes from all the people who just read Immortal Iron Fist, you know, read read his first few issues. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, it's a direct yeah. callback to Marvel Premiere, where he was very dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love uh, Serious Danny uh, a whole lot more. I mean, if you you're going to let me choose, uh, I'd pick Serious Danny all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I just like good Iron Fist comics. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah good stories, you know, nothing. Uh, no Eternals. So, I think he's, he's versatile enough to be, you know, to, yeah. to have his own stories, and then um, he can be with uh, uh, street level, but he can also be doing the mystical stuff. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, yeah. he's versatile enough to be all that. Just yeah. make sure yeah. it's consistent. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, so the next issue has Silver Sable, The Wild Pack, and Deadpool. Now, boy, was I a massive fan of Deadpool. Uh, more than The Punisher, or just as much. Probably more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have read those the issues with Deadpool in them, but it's been years. So, but this was like this. The nineties was like the golden age for Deadpool. Yeah, uh, it all went to hell. Yeah, okay. Daniel Way came in, so uh, it was good. Okay, what uh, did he do? Uh, I'm oh not not that familiar with the Deadpool. So, what did he do that messed up Deadpool for you? Clever, clever dark humor. 
genuinely funny slapstick humor all replaced with I lit my fart on fire. Uh, So, uh, and there was like no serious aspects of that run at all. Like it's very rare. uh, Um, That's frustrating. You know, uh, but Deadpool did make a resurgence with uh, Jerry Dugan and Brian Poston. They did a fantastic run, which I've read. Mm -hmm. I have not read the sequel to that run, but I've heard it's very good as well. So, yeah. Because you're reading a whole lot. (laughs) You're reading too much comics. Oh, yeah. You had to drop the Deadpool, right? No, no. I just just don't read that many comics anymore um, in general. Like, I read, I'll read Superman when it comes out, and I'll read Iron Fist. Mm. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm. so... Uh, but I do have the, the Deadpool omnibus, like a few Deadpool omnibuses that I've read, which I quite like. So, you know... Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be fun. I don't know when we'll be doing that, because we'll be doing the mm-hmm. new issue next. So if you have any Oh, thoughts, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's coming in... The week or two, right? Yeah. Cares. <laughs> it'll come. <laughs> um, and so it'll come. We'll talk about it. And Yes, we will. If, yeah, for those of you who don't know, episode three was like... Uh, issue three literally broke the record for the shortest we've ever talked about an issue. <laughs> on this I did. Podcast. I like that, yeah. <laughs> Less than ten minutes. Really impressive. Um, so... Yeah, it shows just how much you really love the issue. I'm sure four will have more to talk about, because... Some living weapons are in it, so yeah, yeah. At least there's that. Yeah, but if you have any thoughts on these series for higher issues, feel free to leave feedback. Even if it's this one, it's not too late. So yeah, and uh, Emma, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on Tumblr. I have an Iron Fist blog, uh, bookofthearonfist.tumblr.com, and I have a Daredevil blog, uh, daresplaining.tumblr.com. They're good. Check it out. You have so much time on your hands, Emma. How can I you know. do those two? <laughs> Says Omar, you know, updating every day his Iron Fist blog. Um. No, I haven't been updating in a long while. Really? You know, I feel so guilty right now. <laughs> no, you you do. I'm always impressed by by how by everything that you do. So. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. Uh, I actually feel guilty. Uh, you know, whenever I see like uh, a just this week, I just saw I only had three posts in the last week, so it's not very good for me. Well, don't feel <laughs> guilty. It's all, it's all good stuff. Thank yeah. you, thank you. We did actually get some responses to our issue three coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they read like feedback, so I'll, I'll give it a read. Uh, first one's from Daniel, who I believe has been on Josie's Bar, which uh, you're guessing on. Yes. Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yes. go, go check out Josie's Bar as well. Daniel Podcast. Uh, so Daniel writes, uh, I have to agree with your sentiments here. The story, this is for Iron Fist 3, not this issue. <laughs> uh, the story, especially this issue, really yeah. is just a Swordmaster story with Iron Fist dressing. I don't feel like I know or care about the new supporting characters at all. So the fact that Dad was turned into a demon and died had no real impact. And honestly, it didn't feel like the characters cared all that much either. You could change the setting to a rural village in China and it would be the same. It has, nothing to do, it has nothing to do with Kunlun. Maybe that will change and we'll get a good payoff, but I'm not holding my breath. The art is serviceable, but not great. They need to give us a better reason for Swordmaster to be Iron Fist other than they wanted an Asian character, and so far they have not. I'm also with you on the superhero show slash movie fatigue. There's just been so much pumped out right now, and after Endgame, I have really pumped the brakes on it. I watch some of it here and there, but I don't feel like I have to jump on all of it right away anymore. It would be nice for Luke and Danny's shows to get a conclusion, but again, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. That's pretty much everybody else's sentiment um, with issue mm-hmm. three, right? Yeah. And Carla said something about sword fragments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Kayla mm-hmm. noticed that, and, uh, you know, I'm just so tired of those sword fragments. Um I think you you see that at least three times in each each in each issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I'm tired of the sword fragments. So we at need least, to get over that. At least it's memorable. <laughs> you can remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what you remember, Swordmaster for sword yeah. fragments. Yeah, <laughs> swords. Uh, 
Uh, okay. Well, thanks, thanks for reaching out to us, guys. Until next time, may your... Uh, uh, it's all so tiresome. Don't... Um... <laughs> May your <laughs> may your fist become unto like a thing of iron. Back to the basics. Peace. <laughs> yeah, and may your heart right. not bring unknown to this reality. Okay, guys. Right. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> bye bye. Don't, don't bye. do that. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening.